Beyond the Beltway. This is Bruce Dumont with our weekly analysis of national politics, featuring occasional injections of rumor in your window, all offered up by our panel of political insiders, pundits, power brokers, public servants, and most importantly, plain-speaking Americans from coast to coast. Tonight, featuring commentary by libertarian Bruno Barron, former network correspondent Derek Lakely, and cybersecurity lawyer, Republican, Josh Cantro, and also we'll have a report in just a moment from uh, Mike Miller from DePaul University because shortly before we went on the air this evening, uh, it was announced out of Washington that the, uh, uh, the legislative leaders and the Trump administration, they have agreed on a package which not only is going to keep the government open until next year, but also it is a $900 billion package uh, dealing with uh, relief to the American taxpayers. And we're going to go on the phone right now to our good friend, uh, Mike Miller from DePaul University, longtime economist there. Mike, give us the, uh, the high points of this $900 billion package. Well, it uh, comes down to uh, the people get some, and small businesses get some, and so do the airlines. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, from what I can tell, uh, most people who make either individually seventy-five thousand or less uh, for couples one hundred and fifty thousand or less, they're going to get six hundred dollars checks. Okay, I would guess they'll come early in the year. Uh, for those so that, who are that, on unemployment, that, that, comp, that will that will make them happy. But again, uh, the last check that those people got was for twelve hundred dollars. That That's correct. correct. It, okay, it's so a it's smaller amount. Smaller That's amount. correct. And the, the other one that's smaller is that in the original package, people on unemployment compensation received an extra uh, $600 per week maximum. Mm-hmm. It's now $300 per week. Okay. And part of the reason that was done is because at one point uh, with $600, you were paying people more money to stay idle than they would have gotten had they gone back mm-hmm. to work. And so this was in a negative incentive, and so mm-hmm. this is probably an improvement from an economic standpoint. Uh, businesses are going to get, according to the bill, uh, roughly $325 billion, of which a vast majority, $277 billion, is the Paycheck Protection Plan. That's if businesses take these loans right. and they keep the people on their payroll. So uh, that'll be assistance for small business, which mm-hmm. is good. Right. And then you have airlines, which are essential. Um, and they're getting $15 billion. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's going to be aid to schools and uh, for vaccine distribution, so I assume the schools will be getting it to assist them right. in um, uh, bringing the students back on campus. And then there's going to be some extended unemployment benefits under, you know, normally it's either 13 weeks or 26. They will extend this somewhat uh, so mm-hmm. that people who need a couple more weeks to find a job, uh, they'll have support. Mm-hmm. So last week on this program, uh, we did a whole segment on the restaurant industry. Is the restaurant industry not touched by uh, what what transpired uh, uh, in this in negotiating this plan? I would guess that they're part of the PPP. Now that would mean the restaurant okay. owner would have to submit paperwork to the banks right. to get those loans and so forth. And and there's a very good chance, I'm sure, when it's all over, that those loans will be forgiven. They won't right. have to be paid back. Right. Uh, and they're trying to keep people working. And, and it's almost all the more important because if we can just get through the next couple of weeks where the vaccine is going to be mm-hmm. distributed, you know, that makes a that makes a really big difference right. uh, to get people through that that tough period, especially when governments are behind the fact that so many of them are closed. It's mm-hmm. not that the restaurants are closing 
by choice, they're closing because they're being told to by the government. And I think the government needs to make them whole. Right. Now, is the $325 billion for small businesses, is that... um is that in addition to the two hundred and seventy-seven billion uh, in paycheck protection, or, or is or no. is the two seventy-seven uh, out of the three twenty-six? That's right. Of the three twenty-five, most of it, two seventy-seven is uh, paycheck uh, protection. Okay. So uh, small businesses are getting roughly a third of the total pie. Uh, you and I, uh, well, people in general, mm-hmm. and especially those in need. You think about it: the unemployment comp. Those are mm-hmm. people who don't have jobs. They need, they have right. mortgages to meet rent to pay. And and so they are, more so than last time, it's being more targeted uh, in terms of making sure the money goes to those who would be most in need. And keeping the small businesses alive th- through just a little more time, uh-huh. um, I think is uh, is important. And so it's clearly, from an economist standpoint, it's a, it's a relief package. It's not a mm-hmm. stimulus because it's mm-hmm. not being passed right. to somehow make gross domestic product grow faster. It, uh, in the lingo of economics, it has a multiplier, which is much less than one. Mm-hmm. But it is providing those in need money. So it's like uh-huh. an income redistribution relief program. Okay. And any indication as to when these checks are going to be uh, flying out of the Treasury? I would think it'll be early, uh, probably the first couple of weeks of January. There was nothing mm-hmm. in the uh, reporting I could see on NBC or uh, Wall Street Journal, which I was able to access quickly, mm-hmm. uh, that said exactly when they would be coming out. The bill's supposed to be passed tomorrow, and I'm pretty sure that the Treasury, they know exactly what they have to do, and they've done it mm-hmm. once before this year, so they probably can get those checks out relatively quickly. And as far so as I'm, we know... I'm guessing. And as far as we know, uh, not only have the legislative leaders in the House and Senate agreed to this, but to this has been signed off on by the Trump administration. But has there been any utterance by the president himself on this thus far? There's nothing in the reporting to say that the president mm-hmm. has had a reaction. I think he would. Well, you know, he does some silly things sometimes, right. even though I'm a supporter. Um I would think he will he will sign this bill uh, without any problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and they did decide, as you mentioned at the start, uh, they passed $1.4 trillion to fund the government. It's called the Omnibus Spending right. Bill uh, through the fiscal year, which ends on September 30th. Okay. So we won't have to go through that thing about sure. the government's going to shut down tomorrow right. anymore. And that obviously would have been a, a huge uh, pressure on the new uh, incoming president, Biden, at that point. So they they, right. and they I, helped I, him out a little bit, or Congress helped him out a little bit. Oh, I think so. And I, I think it's the job of government to have a, a budget for the year anyhow. Right. They should have had this on the first day of the fiscal year. But, uh, yeah, that does that relieves Biden of having to go to Congress to fight over something, use his capital so quickly. Now, now the Democrats were standing fast for a long time to see that state and municipalities got a piece of this pie. And also the Republicans, uh, Mitch McConnell in the Senate, uh, he was standing uh, true to uh, a belief that there should have been some, uh, uh, you know, legal protection uh, against, uh, you know, frivolous right. suits. Uh, both of those things were taken off the table in this package? Apparently, you know, I, I would think if, if either one of them was in there, uh, it would have been reported immediately, right. mm-hmm. and neither one was in the reporting. So it, it appears that, uh, that, that firms can still be sued and that the states are not going to get that kind of support. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I saw some work by the congressional by a uh, a, a bipartisan group that that uh, on the committee on a responsible budget, mm-hmm. and they said that the multiplier, the effectiveness of giving the states money, was actually quite high relative to these other 
mm-hmm. other packages. Uh, and so I thought maybe if what you wanted to do was to get the economy to have some stimulus, they would have given money to the states. Mm-hmm. But this is politics. Of course, you have the blue versus the red. Right. And almost all the states would have gotten the money were Democratic-led uh, states who well, that, are profligate. So. That, al- that also gives uh, the new administration an opportunity uh, uh, to, uh, to dig in on a very important issue to primarily Democratic constituencies. And uh, part of that decision will be uh, what happens to the voters of uh, Georgia, uh, what power they give, and and where are they going to give that power? Are they going to give the power to uh, uh, Mitch McConnell, or do they want to change things and and give it to uh, uh, Chuck Kishuma? I'm Bruce Dumont. Mike Miller, we'll see you next week on this program, and we'll continue with discussion. For some, news is about their opinions. We believe the news should give you the facts without bias, so you can form your own. We believe in news, not talk. Facts, not opinions. News Nation is on every night at 7 p.m. on WGN America to give you the information you need. Everyone calls it the news, but we'll actually deliver on it. Seven nights a week in primetime. Find your local channel by going to WGNAmerica.com. News Nation. It's your news, your nation. We are the boy Your tween made you see. We are the boy It's painful concert number three. We are the boy band. We're five and nineteen. We are the boy band. Always singing on key. You love your kids enough to take them to see their favorite uh, band. Love them enough to make sure they're buckled up in the back seat. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and when I invented my pillow, I wanted it to have everything you'd ever want in a pillow. You can adjust the patented fill to your exact individual needs. You can wash and dry my pillow. It has a 10-year warranty not to go flat, and it's made in the USA. And now, for a limited time, you can get a queen-size premium my pillow for the lowest price ever. Regularly $69.98, now only $29.98. That's a $40 savings. I'm also giving you deep discounts on all my MyPillow products, including my bed sheets, mattress toppers, and bath towels. Not only are you getting the lowest prices ever, but they make the best Christmas gifts ever. Buy now and I'll extend my 60-day money-back guarantee to March 1st, 2021. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener special square. Use promo code SUN or call 800-442-0471. That's MyPillow.com. Click the radio listener special square and use promo code SUN. Dell Technologies end-of-year sale is the perfect time to upgrade tech for your business. Save big on the latest computers powered by Intel Core processors for your small business. And don't forget to shop servers, storage, and thousands of top brand electronics, all with free shipping. Call a Dell Technologies advisor who can help you find the right tech for your business needs at 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. I'm Dr. Baker, an ER physician. If you're having leg pain, swelling, or redness, but haven't talked to your doctor yet, don't wait. This could be deep vein thrombosis, a blood clot which could travel to your lungs and lead to a pulmonary embolism, which could cause chest pain or discomfort or difficulty breathing and be deadly. Your symptoms could mean something serious, so don't wait. Talk to a doctor right away by phone, online, or in person. Brought to you by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. Now, Chief, what's all the excitement about? You're listening to Smart Talk. You should get a medal for this. 1590 AM and 95.9 FM. This is a big one. 
Dumont back on Beyond the Bellway. Thank you very much for joining us tonight. And now let's uh, bring in our three guests who are the scheduled guests for this evening. Uh, Bruno Barron, Libertarian, joins us. Derek Blakely, a former reporter uh, for CBS and NBC. And Josh Cantrell, uh, a cybersecurity expert. And uh, before we get into the assigned topics for this evening, uh, let's uh, give you a Bruno. You're the Libertarian. What's your take on this uh, $900 billion uh, package that came uh, out of uh, Washington and uh, the president allegedly will sign it sometime this week? Um, it sounds like uh, it was a mix. You know, I mean, it, it sounds like they actually did what they were supposed to do and mm-hmm. what everybody's been refusing to do for the last four to 12 years, and that is negotiating. And so it seems like they negotiated a package. I saw that Pat Toomey was worried about, you know, some free form lending capacity on the part of the Fed, and the, the Democrats wanted to let the Fed lend indiscriminately and they they dial some of that back so that was one of the big sticking points um you know you look at something like this and you look at that we're, we're we're in for a long winter you know the the the, the vaccines aren't going to make life better or drop infections or have much of an impact on uh, coronavirus deaths uh they're not really going to do that until um way later in this in the you know late mm-hmm. late winter early spring mid-spring so having a package like this where people need it and where restaurants are closed, where governments are closing restaurants, even outdoor dining and yeah. in uh, sunny right. California on the coast. Uh, let's so- let, uh, let's <laughs> let uh, Josh Chicantro, our card-carrying conservative Republican, to jump in and offer his assessment. Josh, you're, you're a fiscal conservative. Is this uh, Are you a happy man tonight? Uh, I have mixed feelings about it, Bruce. I mean, I'm at some point, the, the deficit does matter. And there are econ- economists out there who are trying to say now um, that it doesn't, but it really does. And so I, I worry about that. But at the same time, as I've said before on this program, I do support targeted COVID relief because these restaurants and these small businesses, I have great sympathy for. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what I don't have sympathy for. I have zero sympathy for states like California and Illinois and Connecticut and New York that have had um, out of control spending and are now trying to use this crisis to come in and get money and get relief. And I'm glad that at least under the Trump administration, that's not going to happen. I want to ask Derek Blakely, because the media is usually looking for winners and losers, especially after a long, uh, a long debate on this subject. Uh, is it too early to tell whether there's a winner or a loser, or did both sides blink a little bit? Well, I, you know, I think uh, you can say the compromise averted disaster because mm-hmm. uh, you have to have a budget. And if we had gone without a budget or without COVID relief, which is desperately needed, uh, it would have been uh, horrendous. And uh, no one likes everything that's in here. Uh, and uh, there are some things that aren't in here that uh, both sides uh, desperately wanted, mm-hmm. um, but they didn't get them. So that means, you know, it's it's a political deal, uh, mm-hmm. but it's going to put money in people's pop- pockets. It's going to aid businesses. And, uh, you know, as we're concerned about the deficit, we haven't been concerned mm-hmm. about it for the last four years. So uh, it's a little late to be concerned about it in the middle of a crisis. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think it was a good measure. It's not a perfect measure. Nothing coming out of Washington ever is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh, one of the issues that uh, that I know we want to talk about this evening is uh, 
close and near and dear to your heart. And again, there's already been a lot of publicity on it. But as someone who lives in Illinois, uh, as as many of the listeners to this program live, obviously, in, in states around the United States, they obviously don't all live in Georgia. But uh, the uh, the pressure on the people who live in Georgia is is about as high as you can possibly make it right now, is it not? It is incredible. I have been involved uh, uh, in, in that race, and I'm hearing from people in Georgia that they really wish that, that they could have voted like three weeks ago and that this mm-hmm. extended runoff, you know, it's a two-month deal right. from November 5th through January 5th, that it's just too long. Um, all of the candidates are known, and they don't need this long of a runoff. There's a lot of pressure um, both sides resent, in, to some degree, the nationalization of the race, the fact that mm-hmm. you have so many outside interests and people coming in from other states. But the truth is— Do you think it's been a mistake by the president and some of his supporters to raise such a stink about what's going to happen in the presidential race that it could turn a lot of Republicans off— uh, and decide, hey, you know, the hell with Brian Kemp. The president says he's a bad guy. Why should we try to save his U.S. Senate candidate, Kelly Leffler? I, I I was more worried about that a few weeks ago, but the latest polls that have come out are generally trending well for the Republicans. I, I do worry about that. I, I want the president to do to take actions to keep in mind that his legacy is very much dependent on winning at least one of these races so that the Republicans maintain control of the Senate and that a lot of what the Democrats are going to try to undo his legacy will not be allowed to be done. To what extent, to what extent, and this is to everybody, but Bruno tackle it first, to what extent is Donald Trump's legacy basically totally under his control the national media is not going to say anything positive about his legacy, and and that by standing basically in this in the schoolhouse door on this election decision, um, is it making uh, you know history a less kind of him when you when you look back on what the the Trump administration was all about historically? Probably, um, you know, we uh, on show, when we talk about stuff like this, we're always like quarterbacking right in the game as it's happening. And we're not really taking into account how things are going to be interpreted and, and how things are going to be done. Um, I don't know how. I know that the press will try to make the Biden presidency the second coming of Christ um, from day one. And I know that they, they're going to do everything they can to trash Trump. But there's a very strong probability that the Biden administration is going to be a, a pretty good looking disaster, given some of the stuff that they're doing and and, you know, the, the Democrats have a habit of coming out of their first few days uh, making unbelievable amounts of mistakes and mm-hmm. looking bad. So Trump is going to look the way Trump is going to look independent of um, uh, independent of ex- the mistakes he might be making now with this election debate. Are you um, worried? Are you worried or do you care? And I'm going to ask uh, uh, you and I ask everybody about it. Are, is it important to you that Donald Trump show up on on January 20th 20th and be on the dais as the as the power in the United States shifts to Joe Biden. No. Well, you were talking about the no. Trump legacy. Yeah, I mean, go, to, go to Derek. The, we'll go to Derek. The, the, you know, the very question you ask 
underlines the point that uh, the person who's done most harm to the Trump legacy is, is Donald Trump, uh, because uh, in things he has said and things he has done for four years, he has uh, def deflected attention from whatever accomplishments he's had, um, and uh, he's been his own worst enemy. So if he doesn't show up on January 20th, uh, it does, won't make any difference. Joe Biden will still be the president, but it'll, uh, it'll underscore uh, his legacy as a, as a sore loser, as uh, his series of uh, election fraud suits have done. Josh, your opinion. Josh? I, I disagree with that. I mean, people talk about the election suits and how he's losing in court and all that. I can tell you as a lawyer that it is, um, it's hard to prove fraud, but that doesn't mean it didn't happen. And there's all these affidavits out there that no one in the media wants to talk about, um, firsthand witnesses of fraud. So I think the president has every right to be uh, upset about uh, how things turned out and Personally, I don't care if he shows up or not. If he wants to go start his uh, 2024 campaign with a rally, that's just fine with me. Do you think, uh, you know, there have been some, including back to the administration, that, that hint that he's going to run again in, in 2024? Uh, uh, if he doesn't show up and, and shows a lack of uh, disrespect for the transition process, even though he he can he has continued and he's tried his case in court and he hasn't been successful yet, uh, and he'll continue to try it probably until the day he dies. But again, uh, doesn't that hurt him in the future, Bruno? If he's thinking of making a comeback, I mean, the fact well, that uh, yes, you know he's yes the turd no. in the tunch, it, punch bowl, it, uh, you know, come uh, inauguration day, won't help him. Um, it. It may or it may not. It's, you know, the problem is that the, the Republicans are in dangerous territory right now. I mean, they're, each party has their deep problems and they have their, their uh, attributes that are, working, that are working in their favor. And, and mm -hmm. Trump helped the GOP in some ways, clearly. But the danger for the Republicans right now is do they want to be a unified party and win elections in 2022 and 2024? Or do they want to become the party where... You know, somewhere between 40 to 60 percent of them are Trump super fans who will follow Donald Trump over any cliff or do 40 to 60 percent of them want to be, you know, something else other like, you know, maybe Jeb Bush with some testosterone mm -hmm. or, or Nikki Haley or a decent man like Mike Pence. Um, I've never been a big Trump fan. Uh, I've, I've been chastised uh, right. a, a bit by his success in some ways. But I'm hoping Trump doesn't run in 2024. I'm hoping that the GOP is allowed to revert to something closer to than it was, but it also retain the fact that Trump has actually successfully made it like the working Americans party as opposed Bruno, to the party. You, Bruno, you sound, you sound like a rhino. You sound like a rhino. When we come back, uh, we're going to let you defend that point. 1-800-723-8029 from coast to coast and border to border. Good discussion going on this evening. Hope to have you with us via phone. 1-800-723-8289.
Opinions are everywhere when you watch the news. But what about your opinion? Why can't you just get the facts to decide for yourself? News Nation is on every night at 7 p.m. on WGN America, a nightly newscast in primetime that doesn't tell you what to think. Seven nights a week, News Nation will deliver you news, not talk. Facts, not opinions. Find your local channel by going to WGNAmerica.com. It's your news, your nation. Hope you enjoyed your meal. And I just want to say, he's lucky to have a brother like you. Lucky? Caring for my brother is far from easy. But he's a part of me, like my arms and legs, so I'll be his. No time for tired. Nothing can disable this love. He needs me, but I'm the lucky one, even though I need help now and then. If you're caring for a loved one, visit aarp.org caregiving for care guides and community. Support for your strength. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Have you noticed that well-known and controversial talk show hosts have recently been censored on the Internet by corporate and political interests? This is Clyde Lewis from Ground Zero Radio. And in order to counter against the suppression of information, we've decided to create our own private digitalized playground called Aftermath.media. It's an exclusive online multimedia library featuring videos, movies, audio clips, archive shows, e-books, e-magazines, documents, and so much more. Our news aggregator, Newsifer, provides current news relating to many of the topics we cover. We'll also be hosting other Ground Zero-friendly podcasts like Into the Parabnorm, with Jeremy Scott and the secret teachings with Ryan Gable. Aftermath.media has a social media platform along with a chat room to interact with many of our listeners. And about once a month, you can chat with me about anything. Mobile apps for Android and Apple are now available. The monthly subscription for Aftermath.media is only $9.99 a month. This includes exclusive access to our library and Ground Zero Archive podcasts. If you're just interested in having access to the Archive podcast, it's only $4.99 a month. So sign up today by going to Aftermath.media. Again, that's Aftermath.media. Get on Santa's nice list with Albany's world's best ultimate eight-flavor gummy bears. The gummy with the A on the tummy. Albany's world's best gummy bears are available at most major retailers. This is Danny Farrell, inviting you to join me right here on WCGO every Saturday evening starting at 8 p.m. for the original Big Band Showcase. I play the music of the 1920s, 30s, 40s, and some of the good big bands working today. And from time to time, I'll have interviews with the people who made the music so popular. So that's every Saturday evening starting at 8 p.m. right here on WCGO, the original Big Band Showcase. Join me, won't you? What better way to celebrate the holiday season than with delicious chewy candy? Mamba Fruit Chews are a fruity candy guaranteed to keep you chewing and chewing. What are you waiting for? Get your chew on. Find Mamba at your nearest Walmart and Aldi. Mike Jackson Outdoors, Sundays, 8 to 9 a.m. on WCGO Radio, 1590 a.m. and 95.9 FM. Bruce Dumont back. We continue with Beyond the Beltway, wherever you're listening from coast to coast and border to border. Merry Christmas to you. Uh, happy Hanukkah to uh, those of... Uh, of the Jewish religion, and also uh, we we wish you all a safe driving uh, in the next uh, week, couple of weeks as we head towards 2021, and a lot of people can't wait for 2020 to be over, including many of our guests, and I'm going to let them take a moment now to introduce themselves, and we're going to begin with Bruno Barron. Bruno, give us a little 30-second uh, background on who you are. on your show quite a few years, Bruce, and I, I love being on it. I've been with the Heartland Institute 
Uh, I'm a free market guy. Um, I'm probably a little bit more socially conservative than a lot of free market guys, but I've been uh, working on campaigns here in Illinois, done some political consulting, but mostly I'm an education, uh, I'm a senior fellow for education issues for the Heartland Institute. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm kind of like a libertarian conservative. And as an education guy, are you are you very optimistic that the next four years are going to give you anything to crow about? Uh, you know, most of the stuff that happens with education uh, gives me a great deal to crow about because I get to say, see, I told you so. Um, I did see an article today that said that there might be um, some voucher support in this stimulus, uh, in this uh, COVID package mm-hmm. where people who's uh, schools are all closed or, or not opening back up are going to get some money to send their kids to a private school. The best thing you can say of something horrible like COVID um, and the negative impact that it's had is that I think it has started to crack the ice on our ossified and malfunctioning overpriced American school system. Derek Blakely, give us a little background report. Well, first of all, Bruce, I'm a native of the great South side of Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, spent uh, eight years as a CBS News correspondent and uh, about 35 years working in local television for the CBS and NBC affiliates uh, in Chicago. Mm -hmm. But I started my career at the Chicago Tribune. Mm -hmm. A question to you, and we may elaborate a little bit more in our discussion, but, uh, you know, many people in this country, including most conservative Republicans, feel that the mainstream media is just horrible, that this election uh, has has once again demonstrated uh, their inability to provide a fair and balanced discussion. Do, do you, as a, as a reporter, I, I know you reject that idea generally, but again, do you believe that there's a portion of that criticism that is legitimate? Yes, I do. I do think there's a, a portion that's legitimate. I imagine if you uh, uh, asked people their voting preferences. Most people in the media would uh, say that they vote Democrat. Um, I I don't necessarily know if that projects into coverage. I guess it does at the margins. Um, You know, a lot of people, they they say they're conservative, but when you ask where they heard about something, they'll, you know, they'll quote, uh, even quote the New York Times. Uh, so it's a legitimate source when they want it to be legitimate, and otherwise they reject it. Um, would you uh, would you agree? Would you agree that it really it, it would be better to describe it as they're liberal, as opposed to Democrats? Probably you know I mean? that it's, Probably. it's not necessarily that there's a loyalty to the party, but there's a loyalty to the philosophy that permeates the party, which is more left than right when it comes to Democrats. I, I think that would be fair. Okay. And uh, Josh Cantrell, give us a little uh, bio on yourself. Bruce, uh, thank you again for having me on the show. I've been on many times over the past four years. Mm-hmm. And I am a, um, I would say, a fiscal conservative, uh, social moderate, uh, former never Trumper. Now I'm a huge Trump fan. I think he's one of the greatest presidents of my lifetime. And I'm really sorry that uh, uh, to see him go. Uh, mm-hmm. But in any event, um, I'm also a pro-Israel activist and very much appreciate uh, what the, this administration has done to uh, strengthen U.S.-Israel relations. 
And in my uh, my day job is I'm a cybersecurity attorney, mm -hmm. and I help uh, businesses when they get sued over cybersecurity mm -hmm. events. Okay. One thing I just want to mention on a personal note, uh, th there are several members of the Beyond the Beltway roster who join us uh, periodically here on the program. Uh, Josh is one of them. Uh, uh, Dave Lundy is another. And also uh, Nick Calm is a, is a third one. And, and uh, this past year, they have shared with their Facebook friends, including myself, uh, great pictures of their family vacations. And, and Josh, I mean, uh, as a father, just take a moment. We're, we're going to show to those watching on TV, we're going to show a couple of pictures. But again, tell us about the experiences that you've had this year uh, with your family on the road. Uh, Bruce, I'm the kind of guy that just can't sit still. And so when these uh, the lockdown sort of eased up, um, I'm fortunate that I'm able to work uh, remotely mm -hmm. um, from this very computer that we're communicating on. And I decided to take the show on the road. My boys were doing school online. They missed their camps this summer. So far, we've hit 12 national parks, uh, numerous national forests and state parks. And we've just been touring the country and uh, all over the place, Pacific Northwest, the Rocky Mountains, uh, mm -hmm. the Southwest, um, a bit into uh, North Carolina and the Great Smoky Mountain area and uh, all throughout the state of Michigan, mm -hmm. but mostly out West. Yeah, and well, it's just been, it's been great. And it's... I'm re really thankful that the technology has enabled me to continue yeah. to work, service my clients, but also spend time with my boys. Well, as as a as a Facebook friend, it, it's nice to see you and others that I referenced to to see you, your life be literally beyond the Beltway when you're traveling with your children. So uh, we're we're going to move on. Uh, you you mentioned you're a cybersecurity expert. Uh, give us what you believe to be the appropriate response to the story of uh, allegedly Russian involvement, and uh, the president thinks it might be Chinese, but certainly foreign involvement uh, in, in hacking into uh, many agencies of the United States government. What can we do to stop it, and how, how severe should we be in retaliating against it? Well, the truth is, is that uh, I've been in the cybersecurity space for about uh, 17 years. This has been going on uh, through many administrations, and it's not new. What is different is the nature and severity. This appears to be the worst one yet. Um, although the forensics are going to take months and we're going to have to really um, sort all that out. But if it turns out that it's Russia or China or whoever, I don't mm -hmm. care who it is, we have got to take severe retaliatory action. Now, look, the U.S. government is doing this as well. I mean, we're out... Um, disrupting networks. The uh, most notable example was the joint U.S.-Israel effort, Stuxnet, that mm -hmm. disrupted and uh, really retarded Iran's nuclear program for several years. And that, mm -hmm. I, 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 I'm not an Obama fan. I never have been. But that was a great effort by the Obama administration working with the Netanyahu administration. Uh, Bruno, so, I, go, I go to you, uh to ask you the same question. How should we retaliate, or have we already retaliated and we just don't know it yet? Um, 
We don't know. Uh, I'm certainly not an expert in that. I, I actually was tried to put a text into a friend of mine who works in the cybersecurity field, not on the legal side like mm -hmm. Josh, but in the um, in the actual protection of the networks. And I had he, he didn't get back to me. Um, the 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 most you can do to retaliate, um, perhaps, would be what trade or blocking some trade benefit or something like that. There, I don't know that there's a world court you can sue them in. I don't know if that would help, even if you could. The other thing would be to retaliate using some other cyber networks and try and ruin their computers or something. But this is, this seems to me that the danger here is that some of these really, really, really smart and sophisticated people, whether under the color of another flag or even on their own, it's, it's dangerous how much havoc they can wreak and how asymmetrical this is uh you know who knows whether one of these days someone's going to gain control of a missile silo mm -hmm. or a or a super bug and uh, be able to release it that that to me is what scares me the most derek uh, axios has done some great reporting in the last 10 days about the involvement of of the chinese intelligence operations in trying to get a foothold into the United States uh, uh, through uh, intricate long-term plans to uh, infiltrate congressional offices. And obviously, Congressman Swalwell of California has been wrapped up in this discussion, who ends up on the Intelligence Committee, which is uh, you know, quite scary. But, uh, you know, thus far, the news in the past has been about Russia, and, and yet uh, it appears that there needs to be uh, an equal amount of, of diligence spent on the Chinese or, or maybe even more? I'm sure we are under attack by uh, hostile forces around the globe uh, in this in this area. Uh, I, I, I am certainly no cybersecurity expert or even uh, uh, an Internet or a mm -hmm. digital expert. Um, it, but, you know, this is kind of uh, stuff that goes on in the shadows. Uh, but just as Bruno said, uh, you wonder how vulnerable we are. Uh, there's been, you know, uh, talk in the past about how vulnerable the elect the elect uh, the electric grid is, or um, mm -hmm. uh, perhaps our water resources. Uh, I'd be interested in knowing from Josh, really, who urged strong retaliation, what that retaliation should look like. When we come back, I want Josh to follow sure, up on that, and also let me mention we've got. Uh, a lot of callers on the line. We will bring them into our conversation, coast to coast and border to border, when Beyond the Beltway rolls on from Evanston, Illinois. You should form your own opinions when you're presented facts without bias. That's what we call news. Every night at 7 p.m. on WGN America, news has a new primetime home. News Nation, without all the talk and without an opinion, so you can make yours. It's not how it used to be, it's how it should be. News Nation, seven nights a week on WGN America. Find your local channel by going to WGNAmerica.com because it's your news, your nation. 
Steven. Who said that? Me, down here. Ugh, what are you, a yellow booger? I'm a banana slug, Steven. What are you doing in my room? I'm your sense of adventure. It's been a long time since we've had an adventure in the forest. Mom took me to the forest last year. I'm a slug, Steven. It took me a long time to get here. You're right. I should get out. Yeah, the forest is not that far away. Hey, Mom! Come to the forest where the more adventurous you lives. Check out discovertheforest.org for cool places nearby. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Harrison's Reality Check. Now there's an easy way to monitor for coronavirus at home in a moment. Dark times and budgets being what they are, let me recommend some free holiday cheer on a stream in which you could not only hear my golden glottals between songs, but you could even dedicate as many Christmas songs as you want to as many people as you want. During these times, it's time for something free and fun. ChristmasRadio.fm. ChristmasRadio.fm. Harrison's Reality Check. GoHarrison.com. Fever is a leading symptom of the coronavirus, so take your temperature twice a day with the Exergen Temporal Scanner. It's quick and easy to use, and its accuracy is backed by more than 80 clinical studies. Have your family start and end their day with the only home thermometer used and recommended by hospitals, doctors, and nurses. Your family can take their temperatures in seconds to know where they stand in the fight against COVID-19. Protect your family from the spread of this deadly disease and stay safe with Exergen. Hey, this is Darian D. Silk Sims, the host of the Darian America Show. 2020 has been difficult for all of America. COVID-19 pandemic has been trying us all. Well, the good news is the vaccine is coming. So I'd like to encourage all America to get vaccinated and stay safe. In the meanwhile, I'd like to wish you all a very merry and safe Christmas, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, happy holidays. Make sure you control your gatherings and make sure you mask up and keep applying the American grit that you all have shown. The United States Champion of Justice is wishing you all happy holidays. Are the gifts you plan to leave behind really safe? Learn how even the most generous plans for your assets you intend to bequeath can be undone by taxes, legal snags, health care costs, and other avoidable pitfalls. For your free commissioned report on estate planning, call 844-345-3140, 844-345-3140, or visit atfinancial.com. That's atfinancial.com. Hey, it's Eric G with Around the House, where we talk home improvement right here on WCGO. It's 7 a.m. each Saturday. I want to wish you all the happiest of holidays. First two months back, and uh, we continue. Uh, before the break, uh, Derek asked uh, Josh to elaborate a little bit more on what sort of punishment we should uh, inflict on uh, the Russians, the Chinese, or whoever is responsible for this, which appears to be uh, the uh, the Russians, according to most of the intelligence, including uh, Mike Pompeo. Well, that's, uh, that's a great question, Derek. And it's already, it's a question that's already splitting Republicans. You have uh, Senator Rubio saying this is an act of war, or it's like an act of war, and we can't just retaliate with sanctions. It's got to be something more. Now, I don't know what he really meant by more. Sanctions would be the most obvious thing. Uh, but going on the offense and doing to them what they did to us is another thing. But again, to be honest with you, we're already doing things like this. I, can, I can't get into a lot of detail, right. but I've been involved in some cases where that is just been the situation. Okay. Folks, we so, have some callers on the line, so I want to bring the callers into the conversation. Uh, we have monopolized it so far. Pamela listening to us in Knoxville, Tennessee. 
Pamela, how is the volunteer Hi. state going tonight? Oh, it's doing well. The Lady Vols are doing quite well this season. Our basketball team, uh, their football team is not. Um, and Governor Lee's wife has coronavirus. Um, but I have a question and I have a comment. Sure. I noticed on your show a few weeks ago you mentioned majority of the Republican women uh, are the main reason Donald Trump lost this election. Yeah. Several of your analysts there mm-hmm. were speaking about it. And one of your commenters there on your show said, well, it had to do with the fact that um, 2016, women voted for him, and this time they wanted the option open uh, for liberal candidate Joe, Joe Biden to give them the option for the um, abortion rights. But mm-hmm. I feel it's deeper than that. I think had to do with uh, Republican women. A lot of them educated their mothers. Maybe Trump was a bit lax on his COVID, um, the way he handled the coronavirus, mm-hmm. and their protective mothers as well. Women that are know a little bit about politics and that know what's going on behind the scenes, um, know about these Noahide laws. Trump signed off twice on Noahide laws, being he's Jewish. He signed off twice on these Noahide laws, and they're going to be implemented through education system. Of course, Obama as well signed off once. My understanding was when he was in office. So I'm wondering if these women who know what's going on uh, know that it's going to be implemented through this educational system in the next in the upcoming years, probably the next two, three, four, five years, but definitely by 2030. Mm-hmm. And Trump uh, having all the rabbis in his office, supporting them and, and signing off on these Noahide laws. If you know what they're about, you're mm-hmm. not going to be in favor of them. Yeah. If, if you know what the true meaning of the Noahide laws are. Mm-hmm. And many people don't. They just don't know what's going on in this world. And uh, second comment, I'm wondering, let me bring it back to uh, a question that is being discussed, and that is um, there, are, there are many people in the country, I don't want to say 80 million, but there's a lot of people in the country that feel that Donald Trump has done things illegally uh, as president. He may have helped his children, he may have helped his hotels, that they feel he's done something illegally. Do you believe that Donald Trump, if he, if he has done something illegally, should he be charged for breaking a law? Yes or no? Um, um, if, as a, as a, a any, any president, no president is above the law, but there are many people who do things behind the scenes that many Americans will never know about. And if Donald Trump is guilty, he, Joe Biden may not, Joe Biden may not, um, get in on this, but it would certainly come in from the government, and it would depend what the situation was and how it was handled. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think after he left, after he leaves office, if the New York prosecutor goes after mm-hmm. him, that was my next question, and, and he happens to charge him with a crime, um, or maybe, you know, the Burdock Goodman lady that's going, that's a civil suit, so I don't know that mm-hmm. that would affect his next run for presidency, mm-hmm. but I'm wondering if the New York prosecutor... Okay. If, if he would let's, be found in New York guilty, would that would that would that affect his outcome as running me, for presidency? Let, in your let me let me let me ask uh, my guest. We'll start with Bruno. Bruno, in this particular case, if Donald Trump has done something wrong and illegal, I'm going to say just illegal, should he be when he leaves office? Should he be tried? Why not? I mean, if you're a conservative and you stand for law and order, and we live in a nation of laws, then Yes, he should. I mean, he should get the same chance to defend himself as anybody else. Josh, do you agree um, with that? I do agree with that, although I predict that um, there's going to be more corruption about this Biden pay-to-play scheme, the Biden Family Inc. 
and Hunter and Joe getting 10% cut mm-hmm. and all of that than anything uh, that the Trumps have done. Okay, but again, we, we apparently know that a president can't be tried. So the question is, uh, if, if he is tried, uh, um, do you think that how many of those 80 million people are going to be cheering uh, if Donald Trump is uh, tried? My question to you, uh, Derek. Is this part of the, 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 the blood they want from Donald Trump? Oh, I think there's a certain uh, segment of the Trump haters crowd that would, you know, would like to see him go down. But I think, frankly, uh, we would like to say that everyone's equal uh, before the law. But I think there is some deference that is shown a a former president. And I think the crimes would have to be serious and there would have to be extraordinary evidence Mm -hmm. for uh, a former president to be charged with with criminal acts. We've got to pause. We'll be back with more conversation in a moment. For some, news is about their opinions. We believe the news should give you the facts without bias, so you can form your own. We believe in news, not talk. Facts, not opinions. News Nation is on every night at 7 p.m. on WGN America to give you the information you need. Everyone calls it the news, but we'll actually deliver on it. Seven nights a week in primetime. Find your local channel by going to WGNAmerica.com. News Nation. It's your news, your nation. Jill, why don't you tell the class what you did this weekend? Well, my dad and I went in search of some magical minnows and found a zillion of them in the stream from our lookout rock. Then my sister and I escaped from an evil slug king and went back to my super twig fort for safety. Then we told stories till it got dark, and the Big Dipper led us all the way home. Where were you, Jill? We went to the forest. It's not that far away. Ask your parents to take you and your friends to the forest this week. It's closer than you think. Check out discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Matt always knew he wanted to be a doctor. That's why he makes the most of every day. To study before breakfast. To work hard. To do whatever was necessary to achieve his goal. He found an answer in the military. If you have a passion, a vision for your future in any field, todaysmilitary.com can be your path to a fulfilling career. You have a calling. We have an answer. Find your way at todaysmilitary.com. My name is Bobby. I'm a veteran and lost my leg to a roadside bomb. 
My victory was going from a wheelchair to becoming a weightlifting champion. I'm Sam. I'm a veteran. My victory was finding a career I can be proud of and supporting my family. America's veterans are on their most important tour, the tour of their lives. I'm a veteran. My victory was going from homeless to home. At DAV, we're on a mission to help veterans get the benefits they've earned. I'm a veteran, and my victory was finishing my education. DAV offers veterans of all generations a lifetime of support for victories great and small. My victory was proving that disability is not a limitation. My victory was getting my service dog a new best friend. We help more than a million veterans every year as they face and conquer their challenges. My victory is being able to be there for my family. When America's veterans win, we all win. Help us support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Standing up for what's right. Helping out when things go wrong. Seeking the truth and speaking our minds. Not just making records, but breaking them. Leading the way behind the camera, beyond the runway, and on the silver screen. Not just making our mark, but making a difference. Now that's a job for a Girl Scout. Girl Scouts, preparing girls for a lifetime of it's me, your heart. High blood pressure is serious, and if you think I'm just going to keep ticking away, you're wrong. I can quit whenever I want, but I like my job. Just treat me better. Maybe we can do some exercise on occasion? After all, we're in this together. Don't let your heart quit on you. High blood pressure can lead to a stroke, heart attack, or death. Get yours to a healthy range before it's too late. Find out how at heart.org slash blood pressure. A message from the American Heart Association, the American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. Bruce Dumont back on Beyond the Bellway, swinging and swaying to the uh, holiday treats of our orchestra standing outside our studio here on beautiful uh, Lee Street in downtown, not downtown, in residential Evanston, Illinois. Uh, before we get back to a discussion and uh, a caller, a caller's been waiting on the line for a long time, I want to mention for, and, and listen carefully, uh, you've heard me mention beyondthebeltway.com. BeyondTheBeltway.com is our website, and on that website you can see this program and hear this program. So if you ever come to your radio on a Sunday night and you go to the regular station or you go to the regular place where you listen to this program or watch it, and for some reason it's not there, it may very well be that there's been a transmission issue, and you can always find it at BeyondTheBeltway.com. Now, I mention this to you because in uh, two weeks, on January 3rd, if you are listening to this program regularly on Sirius XM Satellite Radio, you will no longer hear your program on Sirius XM Satellite Radio. It's one of the changes that is on the horizon here at Beyond the Beltway. So, again, if you normally get it there, you are not going to get it there effective on January 3rd. And you can contact Sirius XM Radio if you want to make a comment about that. If you're listening on a terrestrial radio station, there should not be a problem uh, in any of the markets where you are regularly listening to this on, on terrestrial radio. But if that should happen some night, again, you can always find us at beyondthebeltway.com, 
You can find us on Facebook Live. You can find us on YouTube. And so we're pretty hard not to find. But again, if you're used to finding us in a particular area, it may be a little difficult for a while. We continue with our guests, Bruno Barrand and Derek Blakely and Josh Cantro. But we have Phil listening to us in Cottonwood, California. And he has a question for everybody. Go ahead, Phil. Thank you, Mr. Dumont and your panel. I have one simple question. Yes. The question is, what if on January 20th, President Trump is inaugurated again? Okay. I'm going to let everyone tackle that. We'll start with you, Bruno. This would be obviously a game changer. Uh, what's your reaction, Bruno? It would be a game changer, but to, to have that happen, you have to give us a scenario whereby it actually can happen. Now, there are still going to be some court challenges. There are going to be some things happening. So maybe in theory, um, I don't know about Derek, but both Josh and I are lawyers. Uh, You have to have a path to actually do that. I don't see such a pathway right now. Indeed, even if some of the states were invalidated, uh, elections were invalidated or something along those lines, I don't know that it would even lead to a Trump inauguration unless something was broken down and the House voted on something and the Senate voted on something. I would uh, second uh, Bruno's comments, and I I think they covered everything that I would say. I just I don't see it happening Um, absent some blockbuster Mm -hmm. disclosure about uh, Dominion software from Mm -hmm. an insider. with that organization, but otherwise I don't see it. Derek Blakely. I'm glad to see that my two more conservative friends are living in the land of reality, and I would uh, uh, second their opinions. I would would add myself to that list, uh, Phil. Uh, Let me ask you, since you posed it to us, and then I'll give my opinion, what do you think would happen if that were to occur? Well, I think that it will overturn the fraud situation that president trump really won and secondly but that has not been proven in a court of law anywhere it's speculation it's rumor it's innuendo uh but it has not been proven anywhere okay but if it is proven if it is proven beyond a doubt even the democrat side sees the, the fraud then if he got inaugurated this is how you feel that uh he won't be all I'm saying is, after January 20th, I'll call you back, and we'll see mm-hmm. what happens. Okay. Is that fair? Uh, it, it is fair, but let me also add one other thing. If that were to happen, I think we would have massive social unrest in the United States. There would be violence in the United States. Those 74 million people who like to say we're part of the 74 million and we voted and we believe that Donald Trump was elected, they would be shouted down by the 80 million people who voted for Joe Biden. That the, 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 Dumont, ma- the, ma- the math just doesn't work. 80 million Dumont, is more than 74 million. Mr. Dumont, the 80 million people are not people. They're just ballots that they kept That's your opinion, and no one in a court of law has agreed with you. Stand up for our country. I do stand up for the country. We have an election every four years. 
The person who gets the most votes wins. And by the way, I come from Chicago. I know an awful lot about illegal voting and irregularities. In my opinion, there is not yet proven anywhere from any reliable independent source anything that would indicate to me that this election should be overturned. Not at but all. they won't allow the, to be shown in court. That, that the is not, will not allow it. true. That is They're not true. Rudy Giuliani and his characters of, of attorneys, cast of characters, they have not proven to any court, to any judge appointed by Donald Trump or appointed by someone else at the state level, at the federal level, at the Supreme Court. They have, they have had an opportunity. They have provided zip real evidence. It's anecdotal. It has, it has many people within the 74 million, true believers who believe it. I'm just saying it's not good for the country. It's, it's, it's time to fold your tent and get ready for the 2020 congressional elections when you might be able to regain control of the U.S. House if indeed you can keep the U.S. Senate on January coming up in Georgia. That's where that's you you can you you can you can you can live to win another election. But you know what? The 2020 election is over. It's over. Not over. Thank you for thank you for your call. Phil, Phil, I gave you your opportunity. You've shared it. I know that you speak for a lot of people. But let me just say, I think I speak for a lot more people on this issue. Thanks very much. Let's move on uh, to uh, another issue, and and that uh, start with you, uh, Derek Blakely, uh, Congressman Swalwell. Uh, should he be on the Intelligence Committee based on what we know right now about this California congressman? Well, he is certainly damaged, um, and I don't know. I can't say uh, for certain whether he should be on, but uh, what has happened. Uh, should be further investigated, and uh, he is certainly open to further scrutiny. Um, This is his involvement uh, with this Chinese spy um, is one of the things um, that has gone beyond Pulp Fiction into reality. And so uh, he needs to be closely scrutinized. I don't know whether that is by the Intelligence Committee or who decides. I want our other two guests to, to weigh in on that. They they may have a stronger opinion than you do, Derek. And by the way, I think in the last uh, conversation, I referenced 2020. I meant 2022. For some, news is about their opinions. We believe the news should give you the facts without bias, so you can form your own. We believe in news, not talk. Facts, not opinions. News Nation is on every night at 7 p.m. on WGN America to give you the information you need. Everyone calls it the news, but we'll actually deliver on it. Seven nights a week in primetime. Find your local channel by going to WGNAmerica.com. News Nation. It's your news, your nation. Your tween made you see. We are the boy It's painful concert number three. We are the boy band. We're five and nineteen. We are the boy band. Always singing on key. You love your kids enough to take them to see their favorite uh, band. Love them enough to make sure they're buckled up in the back seat. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit nhtsa.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hello, gentlemen. Have you wanted some help and thought about trying Cialis or Viagra? 
But why pay almost $15 per pill? The solution is to buy generic at Viagra On Call. That's right. You can save hundreds of dollars if you call today. For instance, we'll give you 40 blue pills or 40 yellow pills for $99 and add four more pills free. You save more than $500. Call us right now at 800-743-9556 and get your 44 pills for just $99. Call Viagra On Call and start saving money for the exact same results. Ordering is fast and easy, with your pills delivered to your door in an unmarked package. Operators are standing by. Call 800-743-9556. That's 800-743-9556. Call 800-743-9556 now. 800-743-9556. Allstate now has deeper savings, and deeper savings require deep thoughts and a deep voice, like mine. Save for being a new customer. Save more for adding DriveWise. And save even more for driving safely. Visit Allstate.com or contact your local agent for a quote today. As someone once said, saving today is money tomorrow. That's deep. Not available in every state. New customer savings based on early signing discount. DriveWise is an optional feature. Savings vary based on how you buy. Subject to terms and conditions. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Northbrook, Illinois. She sleeps hot, even when the weather outside is frightful. Jack Frost here likes it cool. Introducing the new Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed. Now temperature balancing, so you can sleep better together. But will it keep me asleep? Yes. It intelligently senses your movements and automatically adjusts to keep you both effortlessly comfortable. Will I have more energy for holiday shopping? Does Rudolph have a red nose? And now save up to $700 on new Sleep Number 360 Smart Beds, plus special financing, only for a limited time. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details. Happy New Year, everybody. It's JT from Barbecue Nation. Bring in the New Year right with Barbecue Nation Saturdays from noon to two right here on WCGO. Bruce Dumont back. We continue and uh, we're going to switch gears now. And uh, I want to begin with you, uh, Derek, on this particular point. Um, the the COVID uh, uh distribution plan that you know of right now uh would you give uh, the trump administration an a for that plan or is it too early to tell it's a little early but i haven't heard uh many people disagree with the plan which is uh to uh inoculate uh health workers first uh and then nursing home residents and uh, then uh, first responders, it mm-hmm. gets a little fuzzy where it goes beyond that. But uh, I think there's broad consensus that that is the order in which um, uh, the uh, vaccine should be distributed. Mm-hmm. And by the way, th- this is something that makes um, Trump's uh, election fraud jeremade. Uh, even the more curious, he could be going out in a blaze of glory. He should be uh, uh, highlighting the triumph in the development of the vaccine and now the rollout of the vaccine. But instead, uh, he continues to harbor on the, uh, you know, continue to pound on the lost cause mm-hmm. uh, of election fraud. And uh, it's another way in which he undercuts his own accomplishments, mm-hmm. which he has done uh, throughout his administration. Yeah. I think I would agree with that. I I think you know it's hard to make Donald Trump a sympathetic figure, but but I have to say that uh, I feel somewhat sorry for him 
that the news media has not given him credit, that here on this 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 uh, uh, absolutely uh, miracle of coming up with, with more than one vaccine in a sh- very short amount of time, that uh, he isn't getting more credit for it, that he doesn't, well, Bruce, have, he also, he doesn't have the he ability to go out there Bruce, and take a mouth for it. He also hasn't taken credit. No. I mean, other than on Twitter, he's hiding right. in the White House. No. I mean, he should be foursquare uh, out, um, you know, claiming credit for this. Uh, but instead, he's uh, hiding in the White House, pouting, oh. and uh, you know, talking about election fraud. Yeah, it could be. It it could be a foundation. Yeah, just it, it also could be something. It could be the foundation of a campaign in 2024, just as coming up with federal and state reforms of the way we vote in America. That is a legitimate thing to discuss. You've got a substantial portion of, you know, 80 percent of the Republicans say they believe that there was some skullduggery in the election. That should be the foundation of a campaign uh, for Congress in 2022. Uh, Bruno, was that you interrupting? Not interrupting, uh, but Josh. jumping in. Josh, go ahead. Yeah, I, I, Bruce, you said at the break you were going yes. to give us an opportunity yes. Swallow. Derek, on Swalwell. That's a serious thing. The man is on the Intelligence Committee. He's been compromised. He needs to be off that committee like tomorrow while the investigation goes on. To me, that's a no-brainer. And I'd like to see the same standards applied to him that were applied when the media was hyping Donald Trump as a Russian agent, which turned out to be totally bogus. But I want to agree with Derek on something because he said this twice on the show, that Donald Trump is his worst enemy. And I've said that on this show as well. Derek and I may not share similar political views, Mm. but as bad as the media has been, and the media has been awful to him, look at what Trump accomplished with not only the vaccine warp speed, but all of these peace deals that he's inking between Israel and these Arab countries. It is incredible. And he's done a lot of good, but he steps on his own message too much. Um, having said that, I understand why he's upset with the election and the way that it turned out. I really do have sympathy for him there. Bruno, do you have sympathy for Donald Trump? Yeah, I do. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll, I don't know if Phil is still listening, but I'll, I'll go back to Phil's point. I, let's put it this way. Let's say that between now and the 20th, there are some revelations and there is some proof. I think, let's put it this way. It sounds to me like it's somewhat fair, and I haven't followed every single case and every single thing, but it sounds to me like much of what the courts did is say, we're not going to pay attention to this right now. And maybe that was because the case was weak. Maybe it was because nobody wants to t- uh, handle a, a dead fish like this. Mm-hmm. But I don't think riots, and I don't think 80 million versus 75 million, I don't think those issues rise to the to the uh, prevent justice from being done if indeed something is proven that something was stolen. Um, I just want to visit this really quickly. I read an article a while back, and I wish every angry Trump voter would read it. But the Democrats, there was two articles. One was very funny. It said the Democrats stole this fair and square. And what they did is they put massive amounts of money 
into four to six places and that money worked and that got they used the code they 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 sued on the covid stuff and they got their covid mail-in ballots in the four states they needed it and they won that by the process fair and square and then they dumped money into turning out maybe maybe a hundred percent legally maybe 90 percent legally who knows they turned out every vote they needed in the cities in 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 uh, in, in pennsylvania georgia and uh and wisconsin and elsewhere so this is this is a wake-up call for Republicans. If they don't start investing in voter technology, and if they don't now, Trump Trump did better with blacks and Hispanics than he was expected to. Right. The GOP should have two things on their radar right now. Only two: voter technology that the Democrats have been using because that's how they won this. If they mm-hmm. won this, and then going right all those. All those black voters that that turned out for Biden in in Pennsylvania mm-hmm. and in Wisconsin are all those Democrats. They should be going after messaging those people where Trump actually has a better message than Jeb Bush or Mitt Romney. And those are the things that they're not doing right now. Instead, they're whining and complaining and pissing and moaning about you know oh this was stolen from us instead of getting real. That Brutal. I don't want to go on that because I think yeah. people like Derek. Phil need to hear that. Derek. Bruno, I would I would argue, and I have argued on the show, that the biggest electoral mistake Donald Trump made was not embracing uh, mail-in voting. Because Agreed. mail-in voting is easier for everybody, Democrats and Republicans alike. It used to be primarily the tools of the Republicans. But as you mentioned, with COVID, uh, the onset of COVID, Democrats embraced it four square. And I but think unsoli- but unsolicited. I mean, because there's he a told di- Republicans not not to mail in votes. But Derek, there's a difference between unsolicited uh, mail in votes and mail in votes. You're right. The mail mail in votes, as traditionally done, was something that that the Republicans uh, did embrace. But this idea of unsolicitation or, or unsolicitation of uh, of voting uh, of ballots. I think it's a bad idea. The president said that it was going to be, you know, a, a major problem. It turned out to be a major problem because I think the idea originally was we're going to try to find some scheme to in, to in, to increase turnout uh, so that we can turn Donald Trump out. I think the and, and again, I think a lot of Republicans and a lot of you know the Trumpsters uh, they saw it for what it turned out to be, and that is the ballots were sent to people that frankly, uh, never asked for those ballots. True, but there was nothing, there's nothing been proven illegal about that tactic. We have, we don't have national elections. We have 50 state elections and state courts that was challenged in in state courts. They signed off on it. And if you want to try to roll back the clock, you can but I think the genie is out of the bottle. No, and well, I, that's why Republicans. That's why it would be better for the Republicans to get on the train rather than to be left behind at the station. But uh, but but my point is, there's enough people riled up about the nuts and bolts and the specifics of these elections to rile people up at the federal level 
and also um, uh, to uh, at the state level <laughs> that this should be a Republican position. They should be waving the flag and and not not with cockamamie ideas on how to improve it. I mean, with solid, uh, basically in many cases, I think even bipartisan uh, ways of of uh, making our balloting, uh, you know, more more uh, more easily followed. And not not having well, I, not I having one you, state uh, that you can you know your vote can count a week after the polls close. I mean that's absurd. I think most people agree I, with that. I agree with you about all of that. Yes, and Josh. The problem from a legal standpoint is there's just not enough time for the Trump team to prove what they need to prove to overcome this. I mean it is such a compressed period of time in proving fraud. I have case legal cases that go on for three four years where the plaintiffs are given multiple uh, opportunities to amend their complaint so that they can allege fraud, so that they can properly allege fraud. Proving it is so hard, especially in this compressed time. But you're right. The focus should be on going forward. But also also on one thing, you know, to, to me, the most serious charge, which I have not seen proven, is that some of these Dominion machines may have been preloaded, uh, or or the ability to manipulate uh, those uh, votes coming from that brand of voting machine? That is something that you may not be able to do overnight, but it is something that I think could be done. And frankly, I would hope that both Democrats and Republicans would see some value in making sure that the quality of the voting machines. Uh, there is enough time to do that forensic uh, research and uh, let that be part of the uh, campaign for 2022. Anyway, we've got a pause. A couple more segments coming up. I'm Bruce Dumont. Thanks for joining us tonight. From coast to coast and border to border on America's great radio stations, YouTube and Facebook Live, I'm Bruce Dumont. Opinions are everywhere when you watch the news. But what about your opinion? Why can't you just get the facts to decide for yourself? News Nation is on every night at 7 p.m. on WGN America, a nightly newscast in primetime that doesn't tell you what to think. Seven nights a week, News Nation will deliver you news, not talk. Facts, not opinions. Find your local channel by going to WGNAmerica.com. It's your news, your nation. Hope you enjoyed your meal. And I just want to say, he's lucky to have a brother like you. Lucky? Caring for my brother is far from easy. But he's a part of me, like my arms and legs, so I'll be his. No time for tired. Nothing can disable this love. He needs me, but I'm the lucky one, even though I need help now and then. If you're caring for a loved one, visit aarp.org caregiving for care guides and community. Support for your strength. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Ever get the feeling that a clean car just runs and drives better than a dirty car? That's because it's true. Evanston Car Wash has been serving the North Shore communities for over 60 years, helping hundreds of thousands of cars stay clean, preserve their value, and give you a nice, clean ride. Not only will Evanston Car Wash make your ride sparkle, but they use a soft cloth that doesn't risk damage to your vehicle's surface. A car is one of your major expenses, so don't trust it to just anyone with suds in a bucket. Treat it right by taking it to the Evanston 
Car Wash. Pick from a variety of car wash packages starting at just $8. And you can save even more money by joining their membership program. Evanston Car Wash is open every single day. That's seven days a week at 8 a.m. Located right there on Dempster Street, just east of McCormick. For full details on custom wash and detail packages, just Google Evanston's Best Car Wash and Evanston Car Wash will pop right up. Evanston Car Wash, the North Shore's number one car wash choice for over 60 years. AncientLifeOil.com. That's AncientLifeOil.com. Are you stressed? I mean, who is it? Anxiety creeping in? No, not that. Is sleep hard to attain because your brain just won't slow down? We're living in crazy times, and the fear knob has been turned up. Okay, there's an answer. Take a big breath, exhale, and go log on to AncientLifeOil.com. CBD. Broad and full-spectrum, organic and non-GMO CBD for you to enjoy. Change your tune from fear to calm. From brain overload to clear thinking, 0.003 THC on full spectrum and 0% THC on broad spectrum. Competitive pricing with the best quality. Also know everything is going to get better. No worries. Be happy. CBD can help calm so your nerves don't think they're a six-string electric guitar. Enjoy life, smile, and log on to ancientlifeoil.com for great CBD. That's ancientlifeoil.com. You'll be glad you did. The Dave Ramsey Show. Chicago Smart Talk, AM 1590 and FM 95.9, the exclusive home for the Dave Ramsey Show in Chicago. Oh, I love big band music. Nice to have you with us from coast to coast and border to border, offering some holiday uh, musical treats as our program continues as we head towards uh, 2021 and again we should mention by the way uh we will be here next week there will be a fresh show next week so uh you're, we're uh, we're here basically 24 hours a day we're like 711 we're always here uh my question to you uh another subject that I want to talk about and that is uh, thus far uh the the, the covid rollout we, we talked about it briefly, but uh, Josh, as you look back, um, should, should President Trump be um, celebrating his treatment of COVID-19 or is that a black mark against him? Josh? Him when he talked about warp speed and that a vaccine would be here around election day. Well, you know what? A vaccine was announced two days after election day. And and the administration gets no credit for this. And I think the rollout is, we're gonna know months later how well the rollout worked. I mean, we don't know now because it's just starting to happen, but it seems very logical. They're starting with healthcare workers and, and the like. It's frustrating to me that he is not gotten the credit for this it, and that it was really held against him before the election in terms of the deaths and all of that when there was very little any government could do to stop and that's if been proven we, around the world if the media has stated uh and certainly the democrats have stated uh derek blakely uh that uh, the 385,000 plus americans who have died because of COVID-19, uh, if you believe that, should uh, every uh, person who receives a vaccine now, should that number be kept to see how many people Donald Trump has kept alive 
because of his vaccine warp speed? Um, I, I don't know if the calculation exactly should uh, be a one for one. Um, I, I think is the other Donald is Trump, one fair is one fair. I mean, the people who say that Donald Trump has, you know, blood on his hand because of 385,000 deaths. I mean, Democrats have said that. I mean, elected officials in the Democratic Party have suggested that. Is is that fair? I, I wouldn't say that Donald Trump has blood on his hands. I would say that he uh, he bungled the management of the beginning of this emergency. I mean, that was obvious. He was in denial for months. Uh, he downplayed the severity of the disease. Um, he, he was all over the map. And then all of a sudden he got religion and it was, uh, uh, you know, all of a sudden he became a, a wartime president. And, uh, uh, you know, he, he uh, tried to uh, uh, take on the mantle of uh, leading the fight against the disease. But by that time, he'd had uh, practically two or two and a half months of, of downplaying it. And, and that is the image that remained in the minds of the American people. So once again, when I talk about Donald Trump shooting himself in the foot, um, it's another example of it. Yes, he deserves credit for warp speed. He and, of course, uh, the pharmaceutical companies mm -hmm. deserve credit for sure. the development of the vaccine. Do you agree with that, Bruno? Do you but that, believe but that came too yeah. late? Bruno, do you agree that the president took his eye off the ball from those uh, daily briefings that he had, the introduction of Dr. Burks, the introduction of Anthony Fauci, who may, he made a, a household an, a word in the United States. Do you think he, he messed up, that, that uh, he somehow gave up on it? No, I don't think he gave up on anything. I think, I think that every single world leader um, had their own issues on how to deal with this and what the, how, to, how to handle it. And, and it was clear, it's been clear since Trump rode down the escalator announcing his uh, candidacy that he was going to be a very, very different and odd kind of actor. And so I didn't expect him to act like Angela Merkel or uh, any of the other world leaders. And I don't mm -hmm. think he, I think he bungled some things, but I don't think he bungled much. Um, I've read enough books on viruses that I would have shut down China travel and European travel probably in mid-January, and I probably would have been raked over the coals by every single person, as Trump was when he shut down travel with China, um, and, and I would have been called the worst xenophobe in the world for doing so, even though that's clearly what, it, what should have been done. Um, I, I will say this, and I, I want to give a shout out to Derek here because he, he's obviously a very decent and thinking uh, liberal or a, a Democrat or, or liberal journalist, guy journalist. because <laughs> we've had people on this show, Democrats, who have said things like Trump has blood on his hands. Yes. And I just want to put it out there that any Democrat who says Trump has blood on his hands is an ideological uh, uh, con man. And that they should, all, and, or con woman, and they should all be lambasted for saying something so awful. The fact is that handling viruses and handling pandemics is hard. And then you had China, which lied through its teeth for four weeks. You had the World Health Organization, which helped China lie for four weeks. 
and we're supposed to place the blame on Trump for getting one or two things wrong mm-hmm. early on when he got some things right. I don't think he handled it as well as he could have. Um, but certainly uh, this this ideological ranting and Trump hatred and and uh, it, it's just it's just horrible. And the people who say stuff like that should be called out for it. One of the things, again, if if you're a Facebook friend of Bruno's, you know that one of the things that he frequently discusses, and it's one of the things that, that I always enjoy your postings, you are uh, vehement in your belief that the American mainstream media has done a great disservice to the country. Give us Give us the short version of your rant on that, because I want to get reaction from everybody else. Go ahead. Um, here, here's my, my point on that. It's like, I, I expect the media to be the media and I expect that they're going to have, I mean, even liberals when surveyed agree that the press is biased and is liberally biased. Um, what, what we've seen over the last few election cycles and just came completely off the table with Donald Trump is that, um, they just lost all pretense of um, of fairness, and they just they just essentially said, "We're going to take this guy out any way we can." And quite often, they have absolutely embarrassed themselves in their in their attempts to do so. I want I, I want to hear Derek's response to that, but also when we come back to you, and I want to bring Josh in as well because Josh may have some contributions as well, and that is. Can you give us specifics where you think the media went over the line? But again, back back to you, Derek, to respond to what Bruno has said uh, thus far after throwing you a nice bouquet. <laughs> that was a setup. <laughs> um, look, I, I think, um, you know, I've acknowledged I think uh, the media has, uh, uh, a, you can call it a liberal bias. I just say most, most reporters mm-hmm. would, would tend to be liberal. But I, I think we have had an extraordinary uh, experience with and, and frankly, frustrating experience with Donald Trump, who often tells out and out lies. And then you're put in the position of either saying nothing and then contributing to the misinformation or calling them out and setting up an even more oppositional relationship. It started with the Obama birther stuff which was even before he became president. But, it was but, 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 but Derek, uh, that to some people is ancient history. I, I agree with no, you. No, I know. But, 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 but again, but, how, but, do you, part, how do you respond? Bruce, to me, to me the, the most difficult. Okay. It's part of the pattern of the man. Let me, but it, let, me give, let me give you. Okay. His entire term in the White House. And that set I up- think, Derek, I think a lot of people on this panel would agree with you that Donald Trump has, has given enough He's, he's thrown enough red meat out there uh, for the media, which which comes back to him, because he has made some mistakes. But, you know, to me, the most egregious example of, of how the news media uh, <laughs> rolled over and played dead was the way in which they treated the Hunter Biden story. They totally ignored reporting done by the New York Post, a reputable newspaper. Yes, it's owned by Rupert Murdoch, but it's a reputable newspaper. It was a story that literally was spiked by every other major news organization. It was spiked by Facebook, by YouTube, not Facebook, uh, rather, and and, uh, uh, and Twitter. And they totally ignored it. I mean, as a journalist, how did that make you feel? 
The American people were robbed of important information that they could have and should have known about so they could make an intelligent decision. They were they were they were out in left field. Well, I don't regularly read the New York Post because I live in Chicago, but I will say this. Um, when the IRS confirmed uh, their Hunter Biden is under investigation, um, everyone jumped on the story because there was confirmation of a, an investigation that apparently had been going on since 2018. Now, it wasn't confirmed earlier because Bill Barr wouldn't, wouldn't allow uh, the Justice Department to confirm it. And if Republicans complained about unnamed sources being used uh, in stories about Donald Trump and Republicans, the Post story was completely unnamed sources. No, when that's it, not true. Became, no, they, became, they had the, the, the sources and the, the sources in the New York Post included people who were partners with the with with the Hunter Biden. In fact, the guy went on the air. He did an, a, a lengthy interview with Tucker Carlson on Fox. It was a dramatic. It was a sourced story, and nobody in the mainstream media picked up on it. I mean, this was absolutely an example of media putting their head in the sand. When we come back, we'll talk more. I'm Bruce Dumont. You should form your own opinions when you're presented facts without bias. That's what we call news. Every night at 7 p.m. on WGN America, news has a new primetime home. News Nation, without all the talk and without an opinion, so you can make yours. It's not how it used to be, it's how it should be. News Nation, seven nights a week on WGN America. Find your local channel by going to WGNAmerica.com because it's your news, your nation. Steven. Who said that? Me, down here. Ugh, what are you, a yellow booger? I'm a banana slug, Steven. What are you doing in my room? I'm your sense of adventure. It's been a long time since we've had an adventure in the forest. Mom took me to the forest last year. I'm a slug, Steven. It took me a long time to get here. You're right. I should get out. Yeah, the forest is not that far away. Hey, Mom! Come to the forest where the more adventurous you lives. Check out discovertheforest.org for cool places nearby. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Harrison's Reality Check. Now there's an easy way to monitor for coronavirus at home in a moment. Did you know Queen Victoria had an Indian servant named Abdul, whom she treated as an exotic pet? Though Victoria was called Empress of India, she actually never set foot in the country. Meanwhile, 12 to 30 million Indians died from starvation, while colonial Britain plundered nearly $45 trillion off of India all the way until the 1940s. Harrison's Reality Check. GoHarrison.com fever is a leading symptom of the coronavirus, so take your temperature twice a day with the Exergen Temporal Scanner. It's quick and easy to use, and its accuracy is backed by more than 80 clinical studies. Have your family start and end their day with the only home thermometer used and recommended by hospitals, doctors, and nurses. Your family can take their temperatures in seconds to know where they stand in the fight against COVID-19. Protect your family from the spread of this deadly disease, and stay safe with Exergen. Every day on the Ken Coleman Show, we're helping people realize what we believe, that every person was born to fill a unique role. That means it is needed, and you must do it. Nearly 70% of Americans are unhappy in their work, and we are not fine with that. We're going to look at what you do best, your talent, 
and what you love to do most, your passion, and help you see how they come together. We'd love to have you join us because you matter and you do have what it takes. The Ken Coleman Show, weeknights from 11 to midnight on Chicago Smart Talk. If you're 65 or older and own a traditional IRA, 401k, or other retirement plan, you'll soon have to deal with your required minimum distributions, or RMDs. Suddenly, a portion of your tax-deferred savings will be taxable again. For your free commissioned report on RMDs, call 844-345-3140, 844-345-3140, or visit at financial.com. This is Darian D. Silk Sims, the host of the Darian America Show. During these difficult pandemic times, me and my team wanted to wish you a Merry Christmas. Stay safe, America. One of the many things that I think Donald Trump, words that he would like back is uh, in the closing uh, weeks of the campaign, he talked about, how am I going to lose to this guy? How's it going to be? How am I going to feel if I lose to this, the worst guy ever to run for president? Well, that's, you know, it came out of his mouth, so now, uh, mouth, and and now he has to figure out how he's going to do it. Uh, Josh, right now, um, one of the other questions that's going to happen in the closing days of any presidency is uh, pardons. He's already uh, uh, pardoned uh, some folks, in, including a General uh, 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 General Quinn. Uh, my, my question to you is, uh, are there any surprises that you see on the horizon on insofar as possible pardons are concerned by Donald Trump? It would be quite an interesting strategic move if... Uh, the president would pardon uh, the Biden family, Joe, Hunter, and Jane. <laughs> okay. Laugh, but I want this bookmarked. Okay. I am predicting that there will be real fire there and that there's going to be indictments and that Joe Biden does not last one year as president because of the scandal involving Biden Inc. Bruce, all of this was reported by Politico and by the New Yorker mm-hmm. back during the primary right. when they did not want Joe Biden to be the nominee. They wanted someone more progressive. And then they buried it. When you Trust say me they, you mean, you mean this is a conspiracy of the media? Absolutely. And I'm not a conspiracy theorist at all. Right. But the media, I mean... It, it's not just that they didn't report or that they spiked all these stories about Biden, mm-hmm. but it's the way they attacked Donald Trump from the moment he won the election back in 2016, and they tried to delegitimize his election. I want to. I want. Okay. All right. I want. I want to. I want to spend a little time on on this question that I just brought up, and I'm going to go to you, Bruno. Bruno, what if? Donald Trump were to pardon Julian Assange, what would be your reaction? I'm, he's the president. He gets to pardon who he wants. Um, I think it would be a very, very interesting. Uh, I think it would be a very, very interesting thing to do, because um, I think WikiLeaks. Look, I don't support or love or worship WikiLeaks. I, I think they might be a, a wild card player in a, in a very uh, disjointed, asymmetrical world. Mm-hmm. 
but I think it would be an interesting thing to do because they know things that nobody else wants out there. And, you know, I th without the salacious uh, sex angle of it, I think Julian Assange is in the similar position to um, uh, the guy who uh, did not commit suicide in jail. I forget his name for the moment. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, I and incidentally, I'm all for it. I. I don't. I, I tend to agree with a lot of what we've been saying about Trump. That, and I've always thought that whatever positive things he talked about, and and said or or thought, he, we all agree that he was his own worst enemy. And and so I, I'm not necessarily sorry to see him go as much as I am sorry to see who's taking his place, uh, or what is taking his place. Because I don't. I don't have a problem with Biden. I have a problem with the Democratic Party. I want to go to uh, Derek Blakely. Derek. Uh... Uh, that would certainly be a bombshell if the president were to uh, pardon uh, Julian Assange. Uh, uh, as a reporter, how do you feel about uh, this other reporter uh, being singled out in that way, or, or do you not view him as a legitimate reporter? Well, I don't view him as a legitimate reporter in the, in the traditional sense. Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, you know, some people consider him a traitor. Yes, but his 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 uh, position uh, could be likened to the people, you know, to the the re release of the Pentagon Papers. Uh, but I, I don't really have a position uh, on him. Um, and uh, as Bruno says, the president can pardon anybody he likes. Um, but uh, I think there would be. Uh, blowback from the significant uh, portion of the population that views him as as a flat-out traitor. I would love to hear from those who are uh, listening to the program this evening, watching the program. If you were to go to the uh, uh, go to our our, our YouTube or, or our Facebook uh, uh, site, I, I'd like to get your reaction. What would your reaction be? If uh, Donald Trump were to uh, pardon Julian Assange, you're right. I mean, a lot of people think he's a traitor. A lot of people think that he is uh, he's a hero. Um, the same thing would be said about Edward Snowden. Uh, I think it's a considerably a different story. Uh, one was a bona fide uh, reporter, uh, and certainly uh, uh, he is a disruptor. Uh, President Trump is a disruptor. And uh, in the closing days of many administrations, there are surprises made in that last uh, week uh, that um, help people out who uh, perceived uh, have been helpful uh, to the president. So get, get your reaction to that. What what thus far are you uh, are you surprised at any of the people appointed to the Biden administration? Question to you, Derek. Thirty seconds. Uh, no. Okay, well, that's... Can, that, I have, can I have 28 of those seconds? Yes, you can. Go ahead, take it. I yield my time. It's going to be a horribly progressive, very, very far-left administration. They're going to make the Obama administration look moderate. Okay, I think... I, think, I agree with go. Bruno about that, and I'm just hopeful that the Republicans maintain control of the Senate because 
McConnell can refuse to confirm some of these radical okay. uh, nominees that are coming up. I think I disagree with you guys. I think it will be more moderate than uh, than far left wing. But our thanks to Bruno Barron and to Josh Cantro and to Derek Blakely for uh, joining us this evening. Uh, Randall Bettner and also Connor McKnight, we thank you very much for the production of this program. We will be back next week. It'll be the last show of the year. And again, if you're listening to us on Sirius XM, it will be the last show ever. I'm Bruce Dumont. See you. Merry Christmas. What is hope? Hope to me was just that he would get to come home. I had no idea how hard it would be once he got back. I wish she'd stop drinking so much. And turn hope into action. Matt always knew he wanted to be a doctor. That's why he makes the most of every day. To study before breakfast, to work hard, to do whatever was necessary to achieve his goal. He found an answer in the military. If you have a passion, a vision for your future in any field, todaysmilitary.com can be your path to a fulfilling career. You have a calling. We have an answer. Find your way at todaysmilitary.com. My name is Bobby. I'm a veteran and lost my leg to a roadside bomb. My victory was going from a wheelchair to becoming a weightlifting champion. I'm Sam. I'm a veteran. My victory was finding a career I can be proud of and supporting my family. America's veterans are on their most important tour, the tour of their lives. I'm a veteran. My victory was going from homeless to home. At DAV, we're on a mission to help veterans get the benefits they've earned. I'm a veteran, and my victory was finishing my education. DAV offers veterans of all generations a lifetime of support for victories great and small. My victory was proving that disability is not a limitation. My victory was getting my service dog a new best friend. We help more than a million veterans every year as they face and conquer their challenges. My victory is being able to be there for my family. When America's veterans win, we all win. Help us support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Standing up for what's right, helping out when things go wrong, seeking the truth, and speaking our minds. Not just making records, but breaking them. Leading the way behind the camera, beyond the runway, and on the silver screen. Not just making our mark, but making a difference. Now that's a job for a Girl Scout. Girl Scouts, preparing girls for a lifetime of leadership.